Welcome dear friends to your daily dose of ancient wisdom. Hope you are continuing to enjoy the nectar-like stories of the Lord through these podcasts. Request you to like, share, subscribe and contribute to help us continue this endeavor of bringing you the eternal wisdom of the scriptures. This podcast is the summary of discourses 1 through 10. of shrimat bhagavata mahapurana dvitiya skanda or book 2 let us start with discourse 1 which is about the process of meditation and the cosmic form of the lord when king parikshit requested sage sukha to explain what a person should do at all times and under all circumstances he lovingly replied as follows the mortal men do a lot of things as a householder bound by the family and societal pressures they waste half their lives in sleep at night and during the day run around to make money and provide to the family without realizing they're actually inching closer to death every day so men must realize this and get out of the atrophy of the bondage of life and strive to attain moksha or liberation once greatest accomplishment of life will be able to take the lord's name at the time of death but this does not come easy unless one is steadfast in their duties and devotion continues to always read listen and dwell upon the nectar like stories of the lord and his benevolence setsuka continued to tell king parikshit about how a human when approaching the end of life can through practice of yoga steps mentioned below perceive the lord and attain salvation first shake off all the fears and sever the bonds namely the affection towards the body and everyone and everything connected to the body next quit the house and all pleasures of life bathe in holy water of any lake or stream then sit on a mat made of straw laid out on a clean and secure floor start repeating the sacred pranava or om for few minutes while continuing the pranava japa or repetition of om start controlling the breath to subdue the mind while controlling the mind start visualizing the glorious cosmic form of the lord one limb at a time shortly thereafter in the meditative state when one visualizes the supreme reality of lord vishnu there will be an ecstasy of the body and mind experienced with the divine love of the god this relieves the person of rajas the bonds of the world and tamas the darkness of fear and creates a pure eternal love towards the lord called bhakti or devotion which alone will lead the person to eternal thoughts of the lord till one breathes their last it is through such meditations one can start to fixate on the material form of the lord the lord hari 
fills the universe in cosmic form called Virat Purusha. The hearts of the devotees in thumb size as Paramatma and even the tiniest atomic form as Sukshma Rupa. When he pleases, the Lord will appear to the devotees and the ascetics in the human-like form of Sayudya Rupa. The Virat Purusha or cosmic being is made of seven elements, namely water, fire, air, ether, the ego, Mahat Tattva or cosmic intelligence and Prakriti, the primordial matter. The devotee through yoga can start to visualize the Virat Purusha as follows. Patala, the nethermost terrestrial globe of the universe, being the sole of his feet. Rasatala, above Patala as the front part of his feet. Mahatala, above Rasatala as his ankles. Talatala as his shanks, Sutala as his knees, Vitala as his thighs, Bhuloka, the earth we all live in as the Virat Purusha's lion area, Bhuvarloka above earth as its navel point, Indraloka the heaven as his chest, Maharloka above the heaven as his neck, Janaloka as his face below the brows, Tapoloka, above the Janaloka, as his eyebrows, and Satyaloka, the final abode of cosmic universe, or the seventh heaven, as the thousand heads of Virat Purusha. To this supreme or Virat Purusha, all gods under the rule of Indra are his arms. The cardinal points, namely north, west, east, south, are his ears and sound. The Ashwini Devatas or the physicians of the gods are his nostrils and odor. The fire is his mouth, palate and taste. The Vedas are his crown. Yama, the lord of death, is his grinding teeth and all other teeth are various forms of affections. The Maya is his smile and the process of creation is his from long loving side glances. Bashfulness is his upper lip, while greed is his lower lip. Pity is his right breast, while unrighteousness is his back. Prajapati, the god presiding over the creation under the direction of Brahma, is the reproductive organ of Virat Purusha, while gods Mitra and Varuna are his testicles. The oceans are the cavities of his abdomen, while mountains are his bones. The rivers are his arteries and veins, while trees are his body hair. The clouds, the hair on his head. The air is his breath, and time is his moment, and uninterrupted actions of creation. The unmanifested primordial matter is his heart. The moon is his mind, the seat of all passions. The Mahat Tattva is his power of understanding. The Rudra, the god of destruction, is his ego. The horses, mules, camels and elephants represent his nails, while deer and other animals abide by his hips. The birds are his master craftsmanship. The Gandharvas, the celestial musicians, Vidyadharas, the demigods, 
Charanas, the spirits, and Apsaras, the dancers, are all his melody, while the demons are his virtility. The Manus are his intellect, and last but not least, the human devotees are the abodes for him. When one focuses on this cosmic being, the person will be exalted and be in eternal bliss. Moving on to discourse 2 about how to concentrate on subtle form of Lord and types of Mukti, Seth Sukha implores as to why when the Lord has provided fruit as food, caves as shelter, grass to sleep, tree barks to bear, and rivers to drink, the people still forget him and go knocking on the doors of those who are blind with pride of wealth to gain their living. When one meditates on Virat Purusharupa of Sri Hari or his Purusharupa, they attain eternal bliss. Even the current Brahma had meditated on the Virat Rupa of Sri Hari as instructed by the Divine Voice for the vision of creation of the world to dawn upon him and after achieving this same, he has created the world much like the previous Mahakalpa. It is difficult for humans to visualize the cosmic or Virat Rupa, but instead they can start with the visualization of the Purusha Rupa. The person can fix their mind through meditation and realize the Lord in their own chest cavity in the size of a thumb. With four arms carrying a bow, a discus, a mace and conch shining in yellow robes, this condensed Purusha Rupa has big lotus eyes to bestow his grace. He is adorned with gold armlets studded with precious jewels has a crown and a pair of alligator-shaped earrings with radiant jewels. His feet are soft as tender grass shoots and can be fully realized under the guidance of a guru if one starts to meditate. The Lord bears a golden streak on his left breast signifying the abode of goddess of wealth, Sri Lakshmi. The Lord sports a radiant Kaustuba gem on his chest and a Vanamali or garland of sylvan flowers that never wilt and are dripping with nectar. He has a griddle around the waist, rings, bracelets and beams, an infectiously gracious and loving smile. The beauty with sleek, glossy, curly, dark treases of hair must be fixated in the mind during a devotee's yoga. The practitioner can start visualizing one limb at a time from feet upwards, which will help the mind get steadier to start visualizing the thumb size purusha form over time and achieve mukti or salvation. This gradual manner of obtaining mukti through meditation is called kramamukti. Further, answering Parikshit's question on what one should do when one is about to die, Sri Sukha continues to say that the person must not allow his mind to be attached to anything or anyone, nor the time or place. Sitting in a steady and easy posture on a straw mat, he must restrain breathing and senses with his mind. 
You should then merge his intellect in the conscious principle of the body called Kshetragnya and that Kshetragnya into the Absolute Self or Atma. Then merging the Atma into the Supreme Self or Brahman, the yoga practitioner must remain fixated and avoid all activities of the material world. In this state, there are no influences of time or anything even that of gods. The person must initiate the process of leaving the body through slow withdrawal of life or prana from the six chakras or the mystical circles in the human body as follows. Sit down cross-legged on floor, pressing the anus with the heels in a Padmasana pose. Without any inertia, Draw the air located in the circle within the navel point called Manipuraka Chakra. Draw the air upwards into the Anahaka Chakra, the region around the heart. Then following the course of Udana air, which is an upward air, take the air into the circle of Visuddhi Chakra area located above the breast area. Then mentally closing the seven passages of the face, namely mouth, the nostrils, ears, eyes. Take the air from Visuddhi Chakra into Agnya Chakra, the region between the eyebrows. Then retaining the air in Agnya Chakra for as long as one can hold, take the air into the Sahasrara Chakra the thousand petal lotus chakra located on the crown of the head. There, in order to attain union with the god, let the air burst open the crown of the head to leave the mortal body to be one with the Brahman, the eternal Supreme Lord. Once out of the body, the spirit acquires eight supernatural powers, namely anima, the power to assume tiny form, even like an atom. Laghima, the power to be extremely light. Prapti, the power to attain anything. Prakamya, the power of an irresistible will. Mahima, the power of limitless bulk. Isita, the power of obtaining supreme dominion. Vasita, which is the subjugation through occult powers and Kamavasistya, which is the power to suppress all desires. With these newly found superpowers, the spirit can choose to stay in the Brahmaloka or can freely transcend the worlds that are made up of the three gunas, namely Rajas, Tamas and Sattva, or the earth, the nether world, or the heavens. The spirit that departs the body from the Sushumna or the Sahasrara reaches the abode of fire god or Vaishwanara after leaving the heaven. There, the spirit is rid of any impurities left before entering the next sphere. This next sphere resembles the shape of a dolphin, is presided over by Lord Vishnu, and is considered to be the navel point of the entire cosmos. Once the spirit passes this sphere presided by Vishnu, the spirit attains a subtle and a pure body to enter the realm of Maharloka. 
the spirit in the new subtle body lives in maharloka till the end of the kalpa which is equivalent to a day in life of brahma at the end of the kalpa the subtle body rises to the brahma loka which is brahma's abode and stays there till the end of brahma's life in the brahma loka there is no grief age or death thereafter the subtle body raises to the satya loka where it unites with the supreme body of shri krishna and is hence liberated from the circle of life and death the yogic practice of one retracting life or prana from the body through the yogic practice of shat chakra bhedana or breaking free through the six chakras of body is also called the sayudya mukti or instant liberation thus concluded setsuka signifying how one must in all circumstances be drinking the nectar like stories of lord shri krishna and focus on the almighty to purify the heart contaminated by contact with pleasures of senses and strive to attain proximity to lotus feet of the lord moving on to discourse 3 about the different deities to be worshiped for different desires said sukha continuing on what one should be doing at all times narrated the specific deity or form of god to be worshiped depending upon the type of desire the individual has as follows brihaspati the guru of all gods to seek sacred knowledge indra the king of gods to acquire keen senses prajapati the creation of brahma to propagate the worlds to seek kids or to grow the family maya the goddess of prakriti to seek prosperity agni the fire god to seek energy without fatigue vasus the attendant deities of indra for wealth rudras the god of destruction for power aditi the mother of sun for food vishvedeva the collection of all gods for sovereignty or to become a ruler sadhyas the demigods to win alliances of the subjects as a ruler ashvinis the celestial surgeons for a long healthy life bhumi the earth to become stout or heavy built bhumi and diyahu the goddess of earth and goddess of heaven for position and worldly prestige gandharvas the celestial musicians for personal charm urvashi the dancer in heaven born to vishnu for seeking a beautiful wife brahma the creator to be the lord of all vishnu for seeking renown varuna the god of waters for treasures shiva to seek and acquire knowledge through learning uma the consort of shiva for conjugal happiness in marriage vishnu to lead a pious life pitras the forefathers who died to propagate the lineage or race yakshas the nature spirits for protection against odds maruttas the storm and wind gods for body vigor manu 
the rulers of the Manvantara for a kingdom. Note we are in Vaivasvata Manvantara, so the current Manu is Vaivasvata. Then Niritti, the southwest direction of goddess of death for manivalent desires. Soma, the moon for sense gratification. Prakriti, the matter to seize all desires towards material things. Srihari or Sri Krishna to have no desires or when one has all desires of life. Finally, the devotees of Srihari to seek spiritual enlightenment. Since with each rising and setting sun the human life is depleting, so one must make the best use of it with utmost urgency by visiting places of God, hearing stories, singing his virtues, serving his devotees, meditate on his lotus feet all the time, as these alone differentiate humans from animals. Discourse 4 is about creation of the universe. Hearing the ways one should be when the end is near, Parikshit relinquished all his bonds with people, places and things and yearned to learn from Sukha the details of cycle of creation and destruction of universe by the Lord Supreme. Said Sukha, praying to the divine Lord Srihari in many ways, starts to relay the responses that once Lord Brahma had given to sage Narada his son when he asked the same questions about the origin of universe. Discourse 5 is about the description of the cosmos itself. When sage Narada requested Brahma, his father, to shed wisdom on the truth about the universe, enlighten him on what characteristics are supporting it, where does it ultimately rest, by what powers is it ruled, and what is is it essentially, Brahma replied as follows. At the dawn of creation, intent on becoming many, the Lord assumed at will through his own maya the deluding potency or deception, pressed into his service kala the time, karma the destiny, and swabhava the inner disposition. The time was tasked to disturb the equilibrium of the three gunas, namely Rajas, Tamas and Sattva, while Swabhava was transforming the beings and Karma was leading the evolution of Mahat Tattva or the cosmic intelligence. The Mahat Tattva underwent a transformation dominated by Rajas and Sattva and it emanated a new evolute that was dominated by tamas and made up three factors, namely dravya, the substance, jnana, the intelligence, kriya, the activity. And this was known as anahakara. The anahakara then became threefold as vaikarika or sattva, taijasika or rajasika and tamasa or darkness. By the force of Jnana, Kriya and Dravya, the Tamasa Anahakara underwent transformation into five gross elements, one formed from the other as follows. 
First, it was Akasha, the space or ether, with Shabda, the sound as its characteristic. Then, Vayu, the air, with a touch as its characteristic. Followed by Agni, the fire, with color, sound and touch as its inherited characteristics. Followed by Apas, the water or Jala, with taste as its characteristic. And finally, Prithvi, the earth, with smell as its characteristics. Each of these elements also inherits the characteristics of all elements above it. Then, from the Sattvika mind evolved the cosmic mind, the preceding deity of which being the moon, also evolved the ten deities presiding over the five organs of action namely Digdevatas, the gods for cardinal directions, Vayu, the wind god, Aditya, the sun god, Varuna, the water god, Ashwinis, the physicians, Agni, the fire god, Indra, the ruler of gods, Upendra, Lord Vishnu manifested as the brother of Indra, and Mitra, similar to sun god, and Prajapati, the Lord of Propagation. From the Rajasika ego transformation, there evolved ten Indriyas, namely five senses of perception, like hearing, touch, sight, smell and taste, and five organs, namely mouth, feet, hands, reproductive and excretory organs. Further, the Rajasika ego evolved into buddhi or intellect, the faculty of cognition, and prana, the faculty of action. All these gross elements, the indriyas, the mind, the three gunas of prakriti, are all of no use in isolation. However, when commanded by the Lord, they in combination with cause and effect roles produce the cosmic and the individual life forms in bodies. The macrocosm or the DNA of the entire universe started in the form of an egg floating in the causal waters of universal dilute. Through the principles of the time and karma, the Lord infused life into this egg and bursting it open formed into the Virat Purusha presiding the 14 words spread throughout the cosmos. This course 6 is about the glories of this cosmic being. In his cosmic being or Virat Rupa, the Lord is the giver. The mouth is the birthplace of speech, God of fire, Agni, the seven dhatus essential for all living bodies, namely skin, flesh, blood, fat, marrow and snew or the tissue that binds the bones and muscles and also the seven Vedic mantra meters or rhythms, namely Gayatri, Jagati, Usnik, Trithub, Anushtub, Pankti, and Brihati. The tongue became the birthplace of taste, god of water, Varuna, source of all kinds of foods, the foods for gods, foods for the dead, and the foods for the living creatures, the sense of taste, the six varieties of taste like sweet, sour, 
salty, bitter, pungent, and astringent. The nostrils have become the birthplace of vital airs and sense of smell. The Ashwini gods, as their presiding deity, the five vital airs, namely prana, the air we breathe in, apana, the air we breathe out, samana, the air absorbed in the body, udana, the air for sound and speech, and dhyana, the air that circulates in the body respectively. These produce five upavayus or subsidiary airs, namely naga for burps and hiccups, kurma for blinking eyes, devadatta for yawning, krikala for sneezing, and dhananjaya for the heart throb. The eyes have become the birthplace of sun god, the sense of sight and source of all color and heaven. Ears have become the birthplace of ether, sense of hearing and source of the four cardinal directions, namely east, west, north and south. In this manner, every part of the cosmic being is source of what living beings are made up of or governed and provided to enjoy the life. No person can fathom the glory of this Supreme Lord. Just as sun is detached from the rays and the rays in turn provide various functions like birth and death, the Supreme Creator is yet and beyond the created universe. Brahma continued to tell Narada that for creation of the world, he had used what was already present from the Lord, like the three gunas, the five gross elements, five sense perceptions, the five sense organs, etc., and has been creating a plethora of diverse beings. Hence, objectively looking, everything in the cosmos is only a part of the Supreme Lord, and nothing, even the cause and effect, is anything other than the Almighty God's idea. The unborn primal person himself creates protects and dissolves himself within himself, all by himself, just like a child with Play-Doh creates objects at will, breathes life into them, plays with them, and in the end rolls them back into the same Play-Doh for a new start. The Supreme Lord is never recognized when reasoned with a wicked mind or disbelief can only be perceived or realized when one subdues their body, senses, and mind to seek him. Brahma continues to describe the main descents or avatars of Sri Hari, the Lord Supreme, in stories that can dry up the impurities of one who drinks the nectar to the heart's content through perked-up ears. Discourse 7 is about stories of lords sportful descent into the world. Brahma continued to briefly retell the avatars of Lord, starting with Varaha, the divine boar who lifted the earth from the bottom of the ocean and how he killed Hiranyaksha, the demon lord, with his tusks. Suyagna, born as son of Ruchi, the Prajapati, and his wife Akuti, he held the role of first Indra and earned the title Hari due to the good he did for the three worlds. Kapila, born to Kardama Prajapati and Devahuti, 
Kapila preached the Sankhya or number-based knowledge to his mother and helped her attain salvation or mukti. Datta, born as son to sage Atri, one of the seven holy sages or Saptarishis, and his wife Anasuya, pleased with their penance in the first Manvantara. Mm -hmm. Kumaras, born to Brahma's Manasaputras, sage Sanatkumara, Sanaka, Sanandana, and Sanatana, the eternal boys of eight years of age. Nara and Narayana, born as twins to the god of virtue, namely Dharma and his wife Murti, the twins through their girt of yoga were beyond any worldly temptations or attachments. Then the Lord, pleased with the intense penance of a young boy, Dhruva, who was taunted by his stepmother Suruchi when he wanted to be with his father, King Uttanapada, blessed the boy to be the polar or north star. Then the Lord descended as Prithu, born from the thighs of the dead king Veni, who was falling to the hell due to a curse of a Brahmin. Prithu chased the earth, who was fleeing in the form of a cow, milked all its potent for the welfare of the living beings, and ruled righteously, thus liberating his father, King Veni, from the hell. Then it was a Rishabhadeva, born to King Nabha and Sudevi, or Merudevi. Rishabha was highly spiritual, recluse and knowledgeable, leading the life of a Paramahamsa, or one who is always absorbed in abstract meditation. Then it was Matsya, the fish form, when the universal deluge or pralaya of Chakshusumanantara was happening, the Lord came as a colossal fish to save the future Manu, the Vedas dropped into the ocean and the species of the world. Then it was Kurma, the turtle form, when Devas or gods and the Danavas or demons decided to churn the milk ocean for the ambrosia of immortality the Lord appeared as a turtle to carry Mount Mandhara being used as a churn on his back. Then it was Narasimha, the half-human and half-lion, to protect the devotee Prahlada and kill Hiranyakashapa, the demon king, by tearing up his guts. Then the Lord, with immense love towards all beings, Hearing this saranagati or complete surrender to the Lord by the elephant Gajendra when being tormented to death by a crocodile, appeared and severed the head of the alligator with his sudarshana or discus and gave moksha to Gajendra. Then it was Vamana or Upendra, born to Aditi as younger brother of Indra, the dwarf form of the Lord called Vamana, helped Indra by overpowering Bali, the demon king. The Lord asked for three paces of land from Bali, filled the earth for the first, the sky for the second, and used the head of Bali for the third. With this act of benevolence, the Lord thrust Bali into the nether worlds and granted him immortality as a ruler of those worlds. 
From time to time, during the cycles of world, the Lord appears as Manus or the Lords of Manantaras to rid the evil of the world. He has come as Hamsa to teach yoga of devotion and divine wisdom in the past. Dhanvantari, as king of Kashi, the Lord came into the world to rid the disease of men suffering from ailments and gave Ayurveda signs of health and long life to humanity. Bennett was Parashurama, born to sage Jamadagni and Renuka. He went around the earth for 21 times to slay with his axe every Kshatriya or king that was corrupt with power and did evil to the people. Then came the Lord as Rama, born to King Dasaradha and Kausalya. The Lord incarnated as Rama to show what is righteous dharma bound human life. Along with Sita and brother Lakshmana went to the forest to honor his father's command. When the demon or Rakshasa king Ravana abducted Sita, Rama with the alliance of primates, namely monkeys and bears, killed Ravana and all other Rakshasas. He ruled the earth in most righteous manner and established dharma in the world. After that, it was Balarama born again in Yadukula. As elder brother of Sri Krishna, he helped rid the growing evil on earth. Sri Krishna, the complete incarnation of the Supreme Lord Sri Hari, was born as son of Vasudeva and Devaki. Grew up with Nanda and Yashoda, the cowherders in Raj by the river Yamuna. The stories of Lord through his childhood is the nectar for ears of even the gods themselves. As an infant of just 10 days, he killed demon Putana, who tried poisoning infants with her breast milk by sucking her life out in the form of breast milk. When just three months old, Sri Krishna kicked Shatakasura, the demon in the form of a cart, trying to run him over and blew him into pieces. At the age of crawl, when his mother Yashoda tied him to a rock so he could not get out of her sight, he dragged the rocks in between two large Arjuna trees in the backyard, killing the demons lurking in the tree. Playing with other kids, he noticed Kaliya, the snake tormenting people with his poison and polluting the waters of Yamuna and danced on his head to rid him of all pride and retreat. Caught when eating mud, he stunned his mother Yashoda by showing the universe in his mouth and belly and then with his maya overturned her awe into pure motherly affection. Sri Krishna, the Lord of the Universe, lifted Govardhana mountain with his left hand and held it as an umbrella, protecting all people and cattle of Gokul for 21 days when Indra and Varuna were raging torrential rains to prove their might in futile. Through the Rasa dance, the ever-celibate Lord took the woman folks of Go or Gopikas of Brindavan into an ecstasy of divine love and devotion and liberated all their worldly bonds. 
the list of demons and evildoers the Lord has read the earth are innumerable. Later, when the intellect of humans started dwindling, he descended as Vyasa to divide the Vedas, write Puranas and Shastras for everyone to gain wisdom. Finally, again during the end of Kali age, when the rulers become oppressors and thieves, the Lord's name is no longer sang in devotion. When the devotional sacrifices and religious rites are no longer performed, the Lord will incarnate as Kalki to bring back the peace and dharma back into the world. Discourse 8 is about different questions Parikshit asked. Parikshit, after hearing all this, just like all of us, flooded Sage Sukha with a slew of questions as follows. Who are the people who know the Vedas or stories of Sri Hari? How can one who relinquished everything fix the mind on Sri Krishna before casting off the body? How does the Lord enter a person's heart while he hears the stories of Sri Hari? How does the Lord reach the heart of a devotee and rid the impurities? How then does one rid all afflictions and not abandon the lotus feet of Lord? How can the soul that has no connection to the elements or matters take a body that is made up of elements? Is it just a matter of course or due to cause or karma? The Lord has been described also to have limbs like human beings. So how is he different from men? Is Brahma who creates all things not the divine Lord? Where does the Lord who creates, protects and destroys the universe rest after the cosmic deluge? On one hand, we hear God of various worlds are born from Supreme Lord's limbs. And on the other, we hear the gods are his limbs. How? What is the length of Mahakalpa, the Kalpa and the smaller Vikalpas? How is time classified as past, present and future? What is the allotted lifespan of living creatures in physical form? How many destinies can be reached through karma and what is their character? What kind of jivas or souls seek what kind of action in what manner and for what fruit? How did the universe, the earth, the mountains, seas, creatures and all come into existence? What are the dimensions of the cosmic egg-shaped universe within and without? What are the stories of souls of distinctive character from different grades of society and at different stages of life? What are the characteristics of various yugas, their duration and how Srihari descended in each? What are the general duties of people on earth and what are the special duties? What are the specific duties of people of different trade? What are the number of categories or principles, their distinctive characters? Also, what is the method of worshipping the Lord? What are the methods like Patanjali Yoga or Ashtangana or Eight Organ Yoga teaching us? What are the distinctive characters and themes of Vedas, Upavedas or subsidiaries like Ayurveda, Dharma Shastras or Book of Laws, Itihasas, Epics and Puranas. 
What is the process of performing Vedic rites and works prescribed by the Vedas? What are best ways to pursue the three human aspirations, namely Artha, the money, Dharma or religious merit, and Kama, the sensuous desires? How are the Jeevas during the Mahapralaya invested with the body again? How does the heretic or God-opposing doctrine arise in the world? What is meant by bondage of soul and what is soul realizing in its true character? How does Lord who is independent and all-prevailing sport with his own Maya and take life and how can he throw off Maya and stand witness to all? Such were the slew of the questions. Smiling with love at the arti or the yearning of Parikshit to learn Sage Sri Shuka in the august gathering of all the eminent sages on the banks of river Ganga started narrating the same Bhagavata Purana that was narrated by the Lord himself to Brahma, the creator at the start of Brahma Kalpa. Discourse 9 is about how Brahma beholds the divine abode of Lord and is taught Bhagavata. Sage Sukha continued, Just like we see a dream in life like reality and yet not be it, Men can disconnect from the objects when soul transcends the material layers and has no connection to the phenomenon of the world. Man, when attached to the world, develops a feeling of I and mine, meaning the feeling of me and the body and mine that pertains to my body. Once one rids that delusion of Maya, of I and mine, they transcend the three gunas of Rajas, Tamas and Sattva, and are beyond the control of time. When Brahma was born in his lotus, he was blank about how to go about the creation, nor had a vision on how to accomplish it. Just then, from the causal waters of the universal delude, a divine voice was heard saying, Tapa, Tapa, meaning practice penance or meditation. Taking this as a command, Brahma controlled his breathing restrained his mind, subdued all senses and organs and started meditating for thousand celestial years, which is equivalent to 360,000 human years. Pleased with the hard penance, the Lord Srihari revealed himself in his own abode or realm called Vaikuntha to Brahma. This abode of Srihari was free from all pain, suffering, fear, rajas or passion, tamas or darkness or ignorance, sattva or quality of goodness, time and even maya. The Lord Srihari was worshipped there by gods and demons alike. The people there in the realm obtained the same identity of the Lord Srihari and looked similar to him with brilliant yellow robes, anklets, ornaments, forearms, delicate radiant looks and all. In this Vaikuntha, the Supreme Sri Hari is always being worshipped by Goddess of Wealth Sri Lakshmi, while she herself is being worshipped by bee-like devotees. There, the ruler of the whole universe, the Supreme Soul without an end, waited upon by Goddess Sri Lakshmi, Kinkaras or attendants like Sunanda, Nanda, Prabha 
and adorned by numerous exalted souls of devotees was seated in an illuminated grace. Wearing bright yellow robes with four long strong arms, carrying a bow called Saranga, a mace called Kaumodi, a chakra or discus called Sudarshana, and a conch called Panchajanya, graced by a crown of insurmountable splendor, with a golden streak on chest to represent goddess Lakshmi, Kaustubha jewel on his chest, adorned with a Vanamali garland, a gaze of reddish eyes that is sweet as nectar, a smile that is gracious and satisfying, the Supreme Lord Srihari sat on a throne fit for the King of Universe while being flanked by 25 Shaktis or forces, namely the Spirit, the Prakriti, Mahat Tattva, Ego, Mind, the Ten Indriyas, the Five Subtle Elements and Five Gross Elements, all in their material forms. Seeing all this splendor, Brahma was delighted at heart, bowed in complete reverence and stood there to receive Lord's command. The Lord told Brahma that it is by his wish that he, Brahma, was created and being ordered to do the penance. Penance being the Lord, penance being the Lord himself, penance being the realization of the Lord and penance being that which pleases the Lord. Sri Hari said, that he was pleased with Brahma's penance and instructed him to create the world with the vision that is dwarned as a blessing to him. Brahma bowed in reverence and pleaded with humility the Lord to explain how he is beyond the Maya and yet through the same Maya creates, protects and destroys the universe. Secondly, Brahma also requested the Lord Srihari to bless him with insight of into both absolute and relative aspects of the Lord's formless being, so he could carry out the instructions to create the world with humility and ever remain Lord's servant without any pride. Please, the Lord blessed Brahma, the creator with esoteric knowledge and realization about the Lord and all the accessories to realization like devotion to him. With this, Brahma was blessed to know the Lord, his virtues, his doings, his forms and essential characters. Lord Srihari continued to tell Brahma as follows. Other than me, there is nothing gross or subtle, nor a cause of both, namely Prakriti or the primordial matter. I exist prior to the creation in my absolute state, I exist during the creation in the form of phenomenal world, and I exist even after the creation has disappeared. Like an illusion, the inexplicable Maya in me makes me appear in my being as being apart from me and makes me obscure when I am just there. Just like gross elements, namely earth, water, air, fire, and ether are outside in the world and within the bodies of living beings, since they are made up of them, but yet the indwelling spirit or Atma is beyond these. He who is eager to know the truth of the spirit should inquire within and ascertain the reality that exists everywhere at all times. This can be either done through a negative process of excluding everything that is not that, 
or by the positive process of affirming everything as that. So, Brahma with a focused mind, continue the penance and creation for me and you will never fall prey to egotism while creating the diverse life forms in the coming kalpas. Brahma, as directed by the Lord, started the creation of the world following the principles of self-control or yama, namely non-violence, truthfulness, non-thieving, continence, and non-accumulation, and following the religious observations of niyama, namely purity of mind and body, contentment, austerity, study of Vedas, and meditation on God. Sage Sukha continued to tell Parikshit that the celestial sage Narada, the son of Brahma, once asked Brahma the same questions as he has asked, for which Brahma told Narada the Bhagavata Purana. And that same Bhagavata Purana was told by Narada to my father Vedavyasa, who wrote Srimad Bhagavata Purana and preached it to me. Discourse 10 is about the characteristics of Bhagavata. Saitsukha continued narrating the 10 distinctive characteristics of Bhagavata Purana he was going to narrate to Parikshat as follows. Sarga, the creation of gross elements, the sense organs, the mind, Mahat Tattva, etc. due to the three gunas of Prakriti, namely Rajas, Tamas and Sattva is explained or spoken as Sarga. Visarga, the creation of animate and inanimate by Brahma is Visarga. Sthana or Stiti, the triumph of Lord in keeping the living beings within the bounds of his principles is Stiti or Sthana. The benevolent grace of Lord on his devotees is Poshana. The latent desire of creatures that lead to their bondage through actions of interest is Uthis. The life of Manus presiding over the Manvantaras is narrated and is called Manvantara. The stories of different manifestation of Lord Srihari narrated as nectars are the Ishanukadhas. The narration of individual withdrawing from the worldly desires and seeking the Lord is Nirodha. Realizing the true nature of the Lord and the Jiva or soul, relinquishing its identity to be unified with the Lord is Mukti or emancipation or salvation. The Bhagavata explicitly speaks about the above nine characteristics and coaxes the devotee to deduce and infer the final characteristic. When an individual's soul that identifies itself with sense of perception realizes that these senses are in the form of deities presiding over the senses, while the physical body itself is called upadi or medium to realize and serve the God. Realizing the senses, Gods presiding the senses and upadi are different and then completely surrendering to the Supreme God who requires none to support him is Ashraya. When the cosmic being emerged from the egg and stood, he wanted a foothold and created the holy waters that are called Nara since they flowed from Nara or the Lord himself. Since the Lord lived on these waters for thousand celestial years, he came to be known as Narayana. This Narayana is beyond the gross elements of karma and time. So on his own will, he arose from his yoga nidra or deep trance and sought to multiply himself through his maya into three parts, namely Adi Deva, 
Adhyatma and Adibhuta. With this self-arousal activity, they are aroused within the cosmic body, acute sense, strong will and strength in body, all of which gave rise to prana or the primary air of life. This prana is life when active and energizing the senses, will and body and is death when it ceases from the body. With prana moment, the cosmic being was overcome with hunger and thirst, so he became inclined to eat and drink. A mouth appeared, and from the mouth came the palate, in which sense of taste and different tastes evolved. Varuna, the deity of taste too, emanated. When the cosmic being felt like speaking, there originated fire in his mouth and became the god presiding organ of speech. Then organ of speech and act of speaking emerged. Till then, cosmic being was submerged in the causal waters which controlled breath. So his breath pressed forward and nostrils appeared on him. Then he felt inclined to smell, so appeared his nose, the sense of smell, and Vingard as presiding deity of smell. When it was pitch dark all around and the cosmic lord felt inclined to see himself and things, there appeared a pair of eyes from where sense of sight and sun, the god of light, and then the sense of sight from which the perception of colors emerged. Inclined to hear the Vedas singing his praises, a pair of ears emerged on the cosmic being, the Digdevatas as presiding gods of four directions and the sense of hearing emerged. Then the cosmic being felt inclined to feel the sense like hard and soft. There appeared skin from which the tactile senses emerged and trees emerged as presiding deities and his holy body hair. Then the cosmic being inclined to act, a pair of hands emerged and Indra, the presiding deity, along with the sense of grip and grasp emerged. Similarly, when he wanted to move, feet grew, Vishnu emerged as presiding deity and locomotion as sense emerged. When cosmic lord carved or craved for an offspring, the reproductive organ, Prajapati as presiding deity and sense of carnal pleasures emerged. Similarly, when the cosmic being wanted to cleanse his body, there appeared anus, Mitra, the presiding god, and excretory organs and sense of defecation evolved. When the cosmic being wanted to shun one body and move into another, there appeared Navel and Apana, the vital air. Yama as the presiding deity and death occurred with the disassociation of Prana and Apana air. When cosmic body wanted nutrition for the body, there emerged the intestines, veins, and arteries with seas and rivers as respective presiding deities. When cosmic beings started contemplating, there appeared the heart and a mind with the moon presiding over the heart with violations and desire as senses emerged. This is how the gross form of Lord evolved with earth, fire, water, ether, ego, mahat tattva, and prakriti in its manifestation. The Lord in subtle form is unmanifested, unqualifiable, and has no beginning, middle, nor end, is eternal, and is beyond any realm of mind and speech. In this manner, the Supreme Lord creates the universe, and then by taking the mortal form of men, gods, animals, animate and inanimate beings from time to time preserves the universe by restoring the righteousness and principles of life. And when it's time to destroy, he dissolves the universe he has created. Thus ends Dvitiya Skanda of Srimad Bhagavata Mahapurana, 
Hope you continue to benefit with the eternal wisdom along with your entire family. Please like, share, subscribe, and support the endeavor. Thank you. Mm -hmm.